administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We, the we did not authorize. 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 The hideouts with L.F.A. and J.Dubs. Go Redskins. Welcome into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. Deep short what? And that is J-Dubs. And this is your show, The Hideout. It is our final show before vacation. So we want to hit it heavy. We want to hit it hard. We have a ton of stuff to get to, including an amazing interview that I uh, am excited about, about a guy who um, was fat, drank a lot of beer, smoked a lot of cigarettes, Decided one day to up and just start riding a bike. And before you know it, he was skinny. He lost a lot of weight. He seems like he's going to be a great interview. Uh, Mike Magnuson's going to be in the hideout a little bit later on. Also, too, coming up at midnight, you heard a little bit of it during the Ron and Fez show. Uh, the, the Cosmic Circus, where you can find a link, paranoid.com on our website, radiohideout.com. A fake radio war has begun between the Cosmic Circus and the Comedy Dumplings. And the guys want to come into the hideout and throw down. Main reason being, the comedy dumplings say they feel more comfortable on this show as opposed to the Ron and Fez show. Why is that? I don't know. We'll let them explain. They feel like Paranoid ripped them a new one on Ron and Fez's show, so they think that somehow the balance will equal out or something. And they, they want a chance to uh, retort, if you will, at midnight. Why, every, why doesn't everybody retort at one time? I don't understand, but it's I, a little synergy. I guess, I guess we're, uh, we're trying to sell the time spent listening. It's a little t- uh, cross-promotion. I hope it actually comes to blows at some point. Yeah. And um, Johnny Punani hanging out as well. Did an amazing job talking soccer during the last hour with the Ron and Fez show. I learned a lot, man. Good for you, bro. Oh, thank you. It's the passion. Can't help it. I, uh, it's really got... You could tell that you I, love that sport. I missed it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was in here. Come on. <laughs> um, however, you have that passion for... for Football, world oh, football, yeah, yeah. Australian rules football. I love sports. I know you're the same way. It yeah. doesn't. I, I can sit down and watch a cricket match because I love competition. Yeah, competition. I'm the, I'm the same kind of way. And if I, I will watch soccer. I'm not going to lie to you. I will watch it. All right, Hefe, name off your top five sports. Top five, number one for me. Even though I don't play it as well as I wish I do, uh, basketball is my favorite. because Bas- my I think my dad was a basketball coach. So I think that's why. Um, Beyond that, I say baseball would have to be second because I played it because I'm so good at it. Um, Third would have to be football. Um, Go Redskins. Fourth, 
I don't, I don't think there is a four or a five. I don't think there is another sport, to be perfectly honest with you. Those are my, that's my top three right there. That's the order in which I would rank them. Mm. Is there another sport legitimate? I'd have to put women's basketball before I'd go to soccer. Really? Or even hockey. I, my, my top five are football that I watch. Mm-hmm. Football, golf, basketball, hockey, baseball. You know what I'm going to put at number four? Tennis. I like to watch tennis. I can't get into tennis. I even tried it, playing it, it. it. It's such a Saturday morning bummer. You know, it's the only time I remember watching it and uh, when I was young. And it was just like, God, is there nothing else on? I remember when it used to be on HBO, and that would piss me off. When they spent a lot of the time on HBO with tennis. And I'm like, come on. I want to see a movie. Um Redskins, Redskins, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's going on tonight? Bro? I love you guys' show, but I have to tell Dubs the Redskins are going to the Super Bowl this year. I go, win it for our team. There it is, Dubs. Hey, let's hear it for the Redskins. Oh, we got a Gibbs backer here. Hey, good. That's right. Go Gibbs. Go uh, anybody else. And thank you. Um, it. Let me ask you this, Redskins. What do you think about Dubs getting a D- Detroit Lions logo Super Bowl champs 2005? Not, n- not as dumb as getting a Redskins one. I'm not happy much. you got it. You are happy? I'm not happy. Why is that? Because you feel bad for his body in the way that he uh, mocks it? Because he should be a Redskins fan if he worked for JFK. That's right, J Dubs. You should. You are. I'm not. I'm not a homer. I'm you sorry. Sh- why not? I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a team chameleon. I, I wherever I go, I don't. I'm start t- wearing the colors. I'm telling you this. I grew up as a Redskins fan. It was <laughs> tough when I was in Dallas. You <laughs> did not. When I I grew up watching the Hogs, and uh, my favorite player was Charles Mann when I was growing up. Sellout. <laughs> Such a sellout. I love this team, and I love this town. Let me hear from you, Redskins fans. No. Beat it. You have plenty of time to do that. So, J-Dubs, you've had an amazing day. I've had a long day. A whirlwind day, and it all goes back to that tattoo. By the way, the tattoo can be seen on RadioHideout.com. Very nice. Uh, Bad Monkey's worked hard. He's got the uh, under the gallery section on the website. If you go to... I believe it's under its own little heading. No, it's actually on the gay side. <laughs> he put it under on the gay side, yeah. It's the tattoo, uh, prophetic or moronic, J-Dub's tattoo. So go to the website, and you can see it all. Of course, Kenny from Honky Tonk Tattoo did an amazing job, a very quick amazing job. And you also see the pictures as well from us last night digging through our cars. So, um, Dubs, the pictures, the pictures of it look really good. Yeah. And hold on, lift it up because I haven't seen it today. I haven't seen what it looks like today. It's yeah. still brilliant. Really stupid. Come on, Detroit Lions Super Bowl champs 2005. I can't get over it. I can't get over that that is going to be on your, on your, on your body for the rest of your life. Have you realized that yet? Yes. You you uh you think that I I care that this is on my body when I have a clown shooting heroin on the other side of my body? The clown shooting heroin is funny. It it's brilliant almost. Both of them are conversation pieces, but for to- two totally different reasons. That's why I like them. You know what's funny though? You don't wear sleeveless shirts. No. You have gelatinous arms. No, I don't. That, that's the beautiful thing about having tattoos when you're me. No one gets to see them. Seabass, you're your poor girlfriend. Seabass, you're the hideout on JFK. Yo, what's up, Dubs? Yo, hey man, uh, you know, hey, Happy, why, why are you a Redskins fan again? Because I grew up watching the Hogs, and I remember Art Monk and the amazing catch streak. 
Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I remember uh, Riggins and the Hogs. Yeah. Uh, have you Did been I reading? I remember the Hogs. Have I you been reading? Yeah, like, um, it, it's good to know that there are some fans from Dallas that grew for the Redskins. Exactly. And there you are know, so I, many freaking I, Dallas fans here, it's annoying. It was so tough growing up. I'm telling you, when I was in Dallas and I would wear my Art Monk jersey, I would literally get spit on in school. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm the same way here. I had my Champ Bailey jersey like two years ago, the 70th anniversary one, and people would be like, oh, the Redskins suck. I was about to, like, knock some people out. But anyway, hey, Doug, did you know that the last time Detroit was even close to making the Super Bowl? The, the Redskins I, knocked them out? Yeah. Yeah. 41 to 10. Redskins own Detroit. And it's going to yeah, happen that way year. this year. Not this year. In fact, when the Red, thank you, Seabass, when the Redskins beat Detroit, you're giving away your iPod. And no, I'm not. And I was in the right state of mind to offer up an iPod. You I, did? I'm giving it away. We have it on tape. I don't care. <laughs> I, like, I'm, like I'm afraid of uh, uh, pulling back on one of my bets. Oh, wait. You know what? I do need to say this. I want to thank Halloween Goddess for taking a pick. Yeah. Because uh, it, she blends so hit, she blends into the hideout so well, I almost feel as, as if she's a cast member. But she, uh, she says, stop kissing Bad Monkey's ass for posting the pics. She drove three hours round trip to upload them. I want an ass kissing. Baby, put your ass on the radio. Oh, I just smell fart. God, come on. Uh, love you, goddess. So, Dubs, you, uh, what did you do today with your tattoo? First of all, what did your chick think? Um, she thinks it's stupid, of yeah. course. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's not, she's not totally disappointed in me. <laughs> I like your parents. Yeah. In fact, I got an email from your sister. What does it say? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick as I shoot on over to the AOL for broadband. Um, JFK hideout, password. Is the real bloody picture of my uh, tattoo up there? Yes, it is. Nice. It is also there as well. All right, this comes from J-Dub's sister. Bow wow, new tone. Bow wow, new tone. J-Dub's heading. J-Dub's getting more retarded. Seriously, first the elephant skull, then the clown doing cocaine or heroin or whatever the hell, and now a Lions Super Bowl champions in 2005. Do you realize the Tigers have a better chance of winning the World Series this year don't than the Lions winning the Super Bowl? Okay, why don't, you have, why, why don't you have your boyfriend type you another email because you don't know anything about sports. You know nothing. Get, get Dubs' sister on the phone. She emailed us. She's sleeping. She's still awake. Is she? She just sent it. Okay. Call her real quick. Can you write down the phone number for Tommy or Panani? All right, you call her. That's great. So Dubs gets this tattoo of the Super Bowl champions. And while we're talking to his sister. Bow wow, new Tommy. I missed it. I don't know why. I was taking a nap because I have such a long day ahead of me because I'm about to go on vacation. And from what I understand, I missed amazing radio. And Don and Mike, you were on the Don and Mike show, and they were just ripping you a new one. I wouldn't say that. Well, I heard it was pretty funny. They were goofing on you, and apparently they got a new voice for J-Dubs. <laughs> it's like the cowardly lion. <laughs> I want to thank Beth Ann for giving us that. Uh, Beth Ann, the producer for the Don and Mike show, of course, a nas national show originated I woke, I woke up the house. Did you? <laughs> Who's on the phone with us? See if she's there. I told Jessica. Yeah. Hey, you're in the hideout, baby. How are you? It's Elhefe and J-Dubs on JFK. If you email, Jess. What? If you email, expect to be called that night. Exactly. 
<laughs> don't expect to don't expect to sleep well. Have you seen the pictures of Dubs's tattoo? Yeah. What kind of idiot is he? I I don't understand. Have you told your mom? Have you told everybody in the family? No, my mom I just saw it tonight. My mom knew about it before I got it. What do you think, Jess? I, I think his head's gone crazy. <laughs> Are you asleep? Was I? I was. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to wake you up. Yes, you did. I told you they'd be asleep, and you said call. Are you a Lions fan, Jess? Is this something that runs throughout the uh, the uh, Dubs household? Say that again? Are you a Lions fan? Of course. Me and my, it's basically just me and my dad that are really into it, though. Oh, really? So, I, I like them. I like watching them. I go to the games when I can, but... Do you have any tattoos, Jess? No. What do you think about your 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 dubs having a clown with a heroin shooting into its arm, the, the tattoo and the mosquito that he has uh, it's tattooed a, on his leg? It's an elephant. Oh my God. Is the family ashamed of dubs? Uh, uh the elephant skull or whatever the heck that is on his leg. We were cool with that. We're like whatever. The clown thing. We were like, oh. He's yeah. he's and he's and I love the heading that J Dubs. Are you getting more retarded? This comes from your sister. All right, well, know that the rest of the world is disappointed in Dubs, too, and we all laugh at him. You no, know, you guys are laughing right now, but I'll tell you what. Super Bowl 39. We'll see who's laughing. I'll, I'll take it all back if they win. But... I'll, I'll tell you this, J-Dubs. I will kiss your bare ass. No, you have to do more than that. What do you, you want have to do? You have to get the matching tattoo if they win. Who, me? No. Yes, you have to. There's no way I'm getting a lion's tattoo. If you're so goddamn confident and you guys want to make fun of me, I, put it up. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get a Mavericks No. Tattoo. you got to get the same tattoo. I don't We're like gonna, the lion. Me and you are going to be together forever. I'm not interested. So not interested. In fact, I'm hoping I don't come back from San Antonio. <laughs> All right, Jess. Hey, by the way, Dubs, you've lined up an interview with the Fallowville News and View. Yes, uh, once we get back from... Uh, from uh, vacation. vacation, we'll have uh, Jack Horton from uh, the Fogel News and Views. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so the picture's going to be in the paper. That way, <laughs> he's got big news about Fowlerville. Something about a proving ground going up. <laughs> this what? Is, this for is a that. Japanese uh, car dealership where their world headquarters are going to be in Fowlerville, Michigan. Wonderful. He's moving up in the world. Off Smith Road. Hey, um... Oh, do you remember this magical moment that we shared together, Jess? Oh, Hefe, you feel so good. Do you remember saying that? I couldn't forget that. Oh, Hefe, you feel so good. I tell you, I think of that every night, sweetie. You should. Oh, Hefe, you <laughs> feel so good. All right, we'll talk to you. Thank you for coming on. Good night. Bye. Oh, Hefe, you feel so good. Mm. Hey, mouth it once again, Doug. Why play? Oh, Hefe, you feel so good. Sexy. Hey, so what else did you do? So it wasn't only the Fallible News and Views. No, I, I, I uh, called uh, the Detroit Free Press first because that's the bigger paper in Detroit. Now, you are not, you didn't do this as a publicity stunt? No, but I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to milk it and try to get some tickets out of the deal. Because you just want to be associated with the Lions in yeah. some way, right? Yeah. This is really sad. So you called the Free Press. Yeah. What happened? The I start talking to the, the sports guy over there, and he was being a major league prick. Huge. And uh, he starts going, well, I'll see if anybody wants to go on air, but uh, this sounds like BS to me. And he didn't say BS. He said the whole word. About you getting the tattoo? Yeah. I, I'm like, I said, about what? He said, about the tattoo. It sounds like BS. 
I'm like, well, it didn't, it didn't feel like effing BS, I'll tell you that much. So you started laying oh, into yeah, the guy I, from I the plate bribe? I started yelling at him. So I don't think the hideout is on good terms with the Detroit Free Press, at least not the sports section. Uh, that's so funny because, of course, it sounds like BS. It should be BS. There's no way that something like this should legitimately be happening in real life. It shouldn't even be a bad radio stunt. You, just, you didn't even do it for that. You do it because you love the team. Yes. I don't get it. I don't get you. I'm sick of you already. What's your problem? You need to go on vacation. I do. You need to do that and get laid. In the worst way. We have a walk. Here I come. I'm so excited about that. What's that, the gay area? <laughs> yeah, actually it is. <laughs> Super hotels there. People are afraid. <laughs> so, so you've got this tattoo now. Yeah. And you called the free press. Did I hear something about you saying you also called the Detroit Lions? Um, well, before that, I, I called the Detroit News, and they have uh, said they, they'll come out if they're still awake, the guy, the uh, main uh, NFL writer for the Detroit uh, News. What is he going to ask you? I don't know. What happened I, to you as a kid? I, I, Why I, do you feel the need to be associated with a horrible team? No, I just figured we'd talk to him about if how good of an idea this was for me to get. Horrible. What do we need to ask him about? Well, we, I, w- I was wondering if there's a more of a slant over in Detroit saying, no, this is a, there's a safe bet here. You know what's sad is that Dubs feels like somehow the Lions are going to hear about this poor schmuck. They already have. And they're going to rally around they this have. man's right shoulder. They already have. And say, we're doing this year for Dubs because he has it. I'm the there. new Utley. How do you know they already have? Because I talked to the uh, media relations guy at the Detroit Lions. Cameron Gray hooked it up for me. All right, this is the funny thing. Dubs has never called this many people for the show before. But when it's related to the Lions, all of a sudden, he's Mr. Producer, man. He talked to the free press, the news, the Fallerville News and Views, and he got someone from PR from the Lions on. And the guy loves it. The guy from the Lions loves it. I, uh, he asked for a picture to be sent. And I'm also going to send it to Fox uh, Sports. And maybe maybe I can get like a one-minute feature before, you know, when they do those really cheesy features you before the Frank game. You would Yeah. I'm hoping. You know what's sad? Here's what's going to be sad. It's going to happen. This will happen. Dubs will get some sort of either regional maybe even national run if the Lions make the playoffs. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking even uh, first game of the season or maybe when they play the Redskins. You're going to be featured, and that's what you want. It was worth marking your body for the rest of your life Yes. for the one-minute segment on Fox Sports News. It's all about the shield. <laughs> Restore the roar. That's right. The only roar I know is this. <laughs> do I really sound like that? Yes, you do. It gets. It really is weird. You go ahead and try it. Of course. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, maybe I should try. Maybe we just laugh. Wait, one more Say time. Say something funny, please. I can't. Now you put me on the spot. In fact, I don't think I have in the last two weeks. That's why I'm going on vacation. Yes, Punani. No, do it one more time. Thank you. Hey, um, somebody says send it to Rick Ballou. Forget Ballou. Let's send it to our boy Wheeler. Yeah. Wheeler will be all over it. Radiohideout.com. Go see the picture. And have you already, you've already mailed off the pictures to people? Yes, I've uh, mailed it to the free press. I've mailed it to, just to prove it wasn't BS, the free press. I, I uh, left a little note just saying F you underneath it. <laughs> you 
Yeah. You can't you can't be sending these things to newspapers saying care. F you. I don't care. You're representing the show to Kennedy Broadcasting. That, that's why I did it. And Alan, I believe we even have a clause in our contract that says we can't talk to the media. I, I have already cleared that. That's <laughs> the Yet I'm happy for it. And Dubs, I think I don't know if I was saying it on I am to somebody, but I wanna say this. You love me. I I do and the other thing about that too, there's some sort of dumb dubs luck. You have this aura of like positive around you. Yes. And I see it ha I don't know why, and it's something in me. As much as I don't want it to happen, you I can see the smile on your face. You're like a little kid. Everybody was saying this after I got the tattoo. You know what? Once I see it on your body, I can actually see it happening. I can see this. I can see the line somehow pulling this off. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give everyone a clear perspective on this, that the lines aren't as bad as everybody thinks. Slow down there, son. <laughs> and by the way, the my appearance on Don and Mike today was very fun. No, it I, was great. Yeah, I enjoy it. I appreciate the boys having us on so yeah. much, along with Ron and Fez. That's really cool Actually, stuff. Actually, I showed it to uh, Don. Uh, down in the in the parking lot before they went on the air, and he's like, "Oh, okay, don't show it to Mike. Wait till you come on the air." And uh, and here's the reaction. <laughs> it sounds just like you. And uh, Don said, "My best chances of this happening is if the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Minnesota Vikings both get into plane crashes." <laughs> That's very nice. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our guests. And also coming up at the top of the hour, the brawl, the showdown, the fake radio war between the Cosmic Circus and the Comedy Dumplings. Packed, full show tonight. Last live show uh, before we head out on vacation. Quick break coming back. It's The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout, featuring LFA and J-Dubs. I like to emotionally rate my customers. The Hideout. The fingers you have used to dial are too fast. To obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your palm now. Radio for Fat Kids, The Hideout, with El Jefe and J-Dub. And welcome into The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Washington, D.C. I am El Jefe. And that is... J-Dubs, um, I appreciate everybody hanging out this evening. Again, the last night before we head out on vacation, Dubs. And um, looking forward to uh, to getting out, man. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I, I envy you. I'm going home to Texas. I envy you. I'm going to be staying on the Riverwalk. i got a little family reunion, then I'll be on the Riverwalk. Uh, doing a lot of reading, in fact. I've got a couple of books already. I'm finally going to read that pledged book from Alexandra Robbins. I've got that one. I also have the My Life is a Serial Killer that I want to read. Yeah, I want to borrow that once you're done with it. Definitely. And the other thing that I, I, I read about in the newspaper, and I, uh, I, I got to read this, is it's called Heft on Wheels, A Field Guide to Doing a 180. Now, Dubs, it's notorious. You and I have been battling weight problems. Oh, yeah. And Our it, whole lives. Really, tr it's true. And especially me. You know that I'm the guy who will try the master cleanser, I'll try the pills, 
And I've, I've, I've tried pretty much all of it. I think you try too hard. I think that's one of the problems. I, I think I focus on it as well yeah. too much, a little bit. And that's why this book struck me so much, is because it seems like a great story. And it, at the same time, the way this cat did it, he wouldn't recommend for anybody else. So I want to thank him for staying up late and coming into the hideout. Uh, Mike Magnuson, again, the book, Heft on Wheels, A Fail Guide to Doing a 180. Welcome to the hideout. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? It's great to talk to you. Now, you actually are a creative writing teacher, right? Yeah, I'm an English professor. At Southern Illinois University. You bet. Um, what was your lifestyle like before you took up the biking? Well, you know, we're talking your standard two packs of cigarettes a day, several cases of beer a week, you know, ordering pizza at 11.30 at night, that kind of thing. Me and you've got a party. That, <laughs> that, 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 seriously, that's the life that we're living right yeah. now. It's beautiful. Now, how old, how old are you or were you before you started all this? Well, I, I uh, I'm 41 now, and when I was uh, when I turned 39, I, I basically gave it all up. God, now you were what, what's your size? You were like five ten, two fifty, something like yeah, that. Yeah, five ten, two. I I uh, I told everybody I weighed two fifty five, and if a guy who weighs two fifty five says he weighs two fifty five, you're talking two eighty minimum. You at know the, how that is. I yeah. got on a scale. At the very least, so you you were a big guy. You were smoking. You were doing the beer. You were doing the pizza. Uh -huh. What is it? that made you have the epiphany of, all right, you know what, i, I got to change my life. Well, you know, it was a bunch of things. The real truth is, is if you ever see my book, Heft on Wheels, there's a picture of me at 255-plus pounds naked riding my bicycle. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. I've got it up in front of you right now. And so it's going to be an easy book to spot whenever you're out uh, trying to pick it off. <laughs> He's, uh, it's funny because wasn't this kind of based on what Lance Armstrong did? Yeah, it's a send-up of uh, Annie Leibovitz's uh, photograph of Lance Armstrong naked. So I wrote this article for... Uh, GQ magazine saying that I, read, I I was riding bikes and stuff and I was uh, trying to hang out with a race group here in town and keep up with them and I wrote an article about how funny and sad that was and stuff and they gave me a call on the phone GQ did and they told me you know they they, they said geez we got an idea for the artwork for this article and I knew right away they wanted me to get naked you know <laughs> now, were you embarrassed because Dub seriously for those of you that are hideout listeners. It's as if our one of our people who works here, as if Johnny got on a bike nude, was bent over because you can like you can see the rolls. Aww. You can hey, but you know what? That's cool though, man. Good for you for having the cojones to get on that bike and take that picture for everyone to see. <laughs> everyone to see in every single bookstore ever. So what happened? You know, is I. I I uh, saw, I watched people looking at the magazine. I'd see strangers flipping through the thing and shaking their heads, you know, not knowing it was me standing next to them. And I just decided, man, i got to try to do something. And they were, they were like, look at this badass. And you're like, this badass is me. Right. Not, because I got to the point, Dubs, where I started trying to really lose weight when I would fall asleep at night worrying about whether I was going to wake up in the morning because just climbing up my stairs would make my heart beat so fast. Oh, yeah, totally. I've been to there. Uh, again, Mike Magnuson, um, it's Heft on Wheels, a field guide to doing a 180. And, uh, again, the art, the art uh, cover on the front is just beautiful. I know with, uh, with my weight and how much I smoke, even if it, it, the air is a little thick outside, I have a tough time breathing. And so you were doing two packs a day, Mike, and then you decide you were going to go cold turkey. Explain how all this happened. 
All right. Well, you know, I figured I, I wanted to give up a bunch of stuff at once. Eventually, down the road, I got to giving up eating, and we'll get to that. But the first thing I did was uh, quit smoking cold turkey, and I, I used the patch. And I tell you, I, I, I got to recommend that. You know, you ever look at the... You ever see anybody? You ever looked at the patch? No, I haven't. Box? I haven't closely. On no. the side of the box, they got this thing that says "Will cause sleep disturbances, man," and they are not kidding. What did it do to you? Well, man, it it, it it's like I don't not that I would know anything about it, but it's rather like taking acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not that I haven't done any creative writing on it. <laughs> but I'm not kidding, man. I would I'd, I'd have this patch on, man. It's like take a nap in the afternoon, and uh, I woke up one time. And I thought that I was about to have a test in my seventh grade science test in science class and hadn't studied for it. Oh, I hate that. And I was freaking out. I was running around the house and stuff. And finally I said to somebody, man, I'm 39 years old. It doesn't matter. I pass this test. Doug, you need to start using the patch and you can be funny on the show. Hey. I know you're trying to uh, stop smoking. Well, I I could use the the, uh, sleep disturbances since I sleep so much. Now, what um, what about the drinking, too? Did you stop that cold turkey as well? Yeah, what I did is I I, I decided to I, I was I made it for about six weeks not smoking. I looked like I was going to make it, so then I decided to give up eating. And I thought beer, you know, that's a lot of calories right there. You drink a twelve pack a day, you know. I mean, I don't know how many plates of spaghetti that is, but it's pretty damn many. Right. So I gave that up uh, sort of at the same time as I stopped eating, which I. Uh, uh, accompanied by riding my bike outside every day for about three to six hours. So I'd ride three to six hours and take in, I guess, 1,500 calories or something like that. All right, so, all right, so just so everybody's straight, you stopped smoking using the patch, you stopped the drinking, and then you stopped eating. <laughs> this is insane. What did you do? How would you get? How'd you get those 1,500 calories? Well, I made three little protein shakes a day, basically. And I, I, you know, I didn't consult a book to figure out how to do it, and I sure didn't consult a physician or yeah, anything. And tell if, if, uh, if he did consult a physician, he told you to do that, he should be fired right away. Right. Right, right. But, you know, you don't always have to listen to them people. That's no. Doctors <laughs> are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, it's Mike Magnuson. The book is Heft on Wheels, A Field Guide to Doing a 180. You've explained the 180 right there. First of all, you must have been a joy to be around during this point where you're riding the bike six miles a day. You're only getting 1,500 calories, and you stop smoking and drinking. Are you married? Did you have a close-knit group of friends who just hated you at that point? Yeah. I, I was married during the whole time, and I did have friends, and I, I don't know how I made it through. I, I was... Uh... I was a bear during that period. And, and you know, they, it's, I suppose it's a cliche, you know, when you go through a hard time to say, man, I don't remember what happened during those two weeks, but I'm not kidding. I don't remember. I, I don't know how you could. I'm sure your brain power was at a minimum. I mean, being a teacher, because you, uh, you teach creative writing at the Southern Illinois University, was it tough when, you, when you're taking in or when you're burning that many calories and taking in so few? Was it tough just to, to, to go through regular life? Oh, man. There was one time during that. Uh, I didn't write about this in the book. It was almost too embarrassing. I was in there uh, teaching this class, 
and it was in the summer. It was an English grammar class, and I don't know, I was lecturing about something. I don't even remember what. And some student raised their hand and said that that I was lecturing on another subject. <laughs> you were just delirious at that point. And I was talking about some cool book I read, you know. <laughs> and the acid. Oh, wasn't that great? <laughs> and the acid used to do. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. So here we are. You've gone through. How did this whole pro? How long was this whole process? How long did it take? I'd say 12 weeks. So in 12 weeks, I went from 255 pounds to, I don't know, 180, 175. What did everybody around you say? Wow. Well, they, they all thought I was dying, for one thing. Well, you probably kind of were. Yeah, I was dying. <laughs> yeah, got the hip. So they thought, they thought, wow, so you lost, what is that, 70 pounds? Um, or maybe even a little more, because like you said, lying about the weight when you're yeah. at 250. In 12 weeks. Right. Did did you feel good? I mean, how did you ramp back out of just the this whole time you're just doing protein shakes and water? Yeah, it was it was bad. I never know. Well, one time I crashed and I went to Red Lobster and I got what they call the Admiral's Feast. That's a you know a big mound of fried thing. Right. Trouble was, is the moment I ate it, I was running for the bathroom. Man. Oh yeah. It was, shall we say, an explosive moment. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, and you probably felt terrible for a couple of days after that. Hung over. Oh, I know. It's too bad. Now, recently, I've been able to go back in there and give that a crack, and it's worked out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you put on a lot of weight since? No, not at all. I kept it off. What, what happened is I was uh, riding my bike all the time, and, and cycling is a sport that's dependent upon how much power you have and uh, connection with how much weight you have. They call it the power to weight ratio and and I uh when I weighed a lot I was able to so almost keep up with guys who were hundred pounds lighter than me on my bike. So I took eighty pounds, ninety pounds off my frame and I had the same strength that I had before and, and all of a sudden I was a rocket. What about how did this do um this is something just for me. How did how did losing all that weight affect your like your libido, your your sexual drive? Oh man. Did you feel like a, like you were 19 again or something? Yeah. I think, look, uh, you got El, El Jefe and then there's El Tigre, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, your, your, uh, your chick probably was digging this a lot, huh? I think so, you know. I mean, it didn't... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous to talk about such things. No, don't worry about but it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, like you know, that got better and just little things. I, I talk faster than I used to talk when I was a bigger guy. I, I, my, my gestures are quicker. You don't have to spend so much time breathing. Yeah. You know, focusing on laboring on the breast. Yeah, no, I totally, you know, I didn't, like, change what I wear or anything. I just, I've always been a jeans and T-shirt guy. And, you know, my, my, I went from a triple XL T-shirt to a medium and stuff like that. And I went from, like, size 44 pants to, like, size 33. But, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it to look better in clothes, you know. You just did it, I guess, for yourself. I mean, more than anything else, just, uh... For your overall inner being, I guess. Yeah, well, I really, I did it. I did it because I wanted to be better on a bicycle. So it was really all about the biking, then. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, what it is is I, I, I really enjoy cycling, and I wanted to be good at it, and you know, and uh, 
maybe even be a racer, which I do. I race now and stuff like that. And uh, So the physical aspect really didn't even come into uh, your thought process. No. And I mean, you know, because I just did it because I wanted to do something. And I think other people want to lose weight. If you want to lose weight... Just so you can pick up chicks, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to work. Just, you know, and when I was a big guy, I could pick them up, too, you know? <laughs> he always I'm had... an interesting guy is an interesting guy. Not that I'm an interesting guy. No, dude, you're amazing. It's Mike Magnuson. The, mo- the book is uh, Heft on Wheels, A Field Guide to Doing a, a 180. And that's why I'm thinking about steroids, J-Dubs, <laughs> for my men's baseball league, because I want to be able to... Uh, to go yard. How do you keep yourself entertained on the bike, man? I'm thinking I'd have to have an iPod or something. <laughs> I mean, and the other thing too, I, I, I guess one question at a time. But how do you, um, like in like the Tour de France and stuff? You got Lance, who's doing an amazing job right now. Armstrong. Oh, yeah. um, where do they go to the restroom? Oh, you pee. It's a, it's a kind of interesting thing. Either some guys jump off the bike and pee real quick, and if you watch the race real carefully, right, there's a way that they pee right while they're on the bike. They kind of lean off oh, to one side. I got you. All right, that, we got to worry about FCC age, but I, I see what you're saying. So, um, it's just they don't even stop for it. No, they do it on on the run. So, they they say that. Uh, let's see, how, how can I? Is, is urinate okay for the FCC? We'll just say number one. Okay. Well, so they they used to say that you. Uh, get number one on figuratively and if you get fa- faster in bike racing you get number one on literally <laughs> all right i understand what you're saying <laughs> so have you mastered this yeah i worked on you gotta practice though and, i want to practice and the other way uh, the when you're actually rolling along doing this you can't pedal while you're doing it mm-hmm. so very often one of your teammates will push you along by the rear end <laughs> no way yeah it's a Wow, so it's a whole teamwork. This uh, yeah, you got to work together. This, now, you know, they won't stop when you got to go. I don't even want to know if you have to go the other way. I don't even want to know what. It has happened, actually. I'm sure. On the tour, there was a, a sprinter, Robbie McEwen from Australia, who had a problem with that on, I think, the third stage. You hear about that a lot, even during marathons, where people the other way just it, it happens. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> now, I guess this is a quote from the book that I guess I found again. The book is. On wheels, Mike Magnuson. Uh, interesting cover is he's riding uh, the bike nude um, <laughs> on the cover. Um, I can feel my guts consuming themselves. I can taste something alkaline on my tongue. Mm-hmm. The taste of old cheeseburgers and milkshakes and a megaton pasta salads of days long gone. Was that a great feeling knowing that you were burning all that crap out of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that really was the feeling. I always thought that man, you know, I can I could taste myself disintegrating or something. You can if if you ever do that type of thing where you just do suicide diets like that. I've done it before because I used to do wrestling, and oh, yeah. we'd have to drop we'd have to drop twenty five thirty pounds in two weeks before the season started. So after a while, you just feel like your stomach eating itself almost. And here's the thing. I'm going oh, yeah. to talk to my audience for a second. This is a very dangerous thing yeah. to do, and I, I know you've probably made that more than clear, Mike. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of fat guys listening. This is why I thought it was great to have you on the show, because if more than anything else, it's, it's inspirational to know if you have something that you love and you want to get better at it, work at it. And there's always going to be something positive that rolls off as well, like maybe 80 pounds. Absolutely. So going on this vacation, man, i got to pick this book up. Haft on Wheels, a field guide to doing a 180. You're a cool guy, man. We really appreciate you coming into the hideout, Mike. Hey, it was fun being here. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Take it easy. That guy was great. Sometimes you got, you know, interviews, and then you got people who really know how to uh, have a conversation. He was awesome. Lance, you're in the hideout on JFK. Oh, 
He's gone, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry about that, too. I just really wanted to commend that guy. He's a real motivation. I just wanted to ask one question. Yeah. Does the thousandth person who buys that guy's book get to smell his bicycle suit? <laughs> Oh, you know what? Hey, Dom isn't laughing. How come? I I laughed. I put my head down. I wasn't near the microphone. He did. He shook his head. I promise he liked it. Thank you. Let's take a break. Let's come back. And the Cosmic Circus will fight the comedy dumplings. Next in the hideout, 106 points. Cage match. Again, half on wheels. Seriously, I'm going to get that book. The guys sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, Cage match. Uh, Rumble. Next in the hideout. 106.7 106.7 WJFK. The Hideouts with El Jefe and J Dub. Is it true what they say about the way you people are gifted? Oh, boy. Oh, it's true. Wow. True. Oh, boy. It's true. It's true. Proving even retards can do a radio show. The Hideout. None of those people outside realize how much power is in this one room. Let them hear it. Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. That is J-Dubs, and I am El Jefe. Um, phone numbers for you this evening. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. In fact, Dubs, we'll do a little um, open phone to end out the, uh, end out the, the, the week. Nice. Because uh, I'd like to see if there's anything that maybe we've missed that the listeners want to comment on. Anything else, your appearance on Don and Mike. Um, you know, just the tattoo. Uh, maybe if there's some news headlines that we've missed. By the way, speaking of Don and Mike, um, I've been collaborating with Don a little bit. He's been giving some pointers, and I want to just, you know, just thank him on the air for doing that stuff. When he went on vacation last, he asked for a whole bunch of hideout CDs, so I burned up a whole bunch of them off for him, and he gave him a listen and had a little conversation with him on the phone today, and he gave some really great feedback. Nice. So, Try to use that stuff, incorporate that stuff whenever we get back from vacation and really try to come back with a new and improved hideout, if you will. Also, um, I want to kick a shout-out to our, our buddy Newshound5000, who, by the way, is a very, like, interesting guy. And uh, he's the kind of guy, like, I want to bring in whenever we do any kind of political discussion. Oh, really? Because uh, we met him, actually, uh, at the um, Fahrenheit 9-11 movie. Oh, uh, which one was he? he? The big guy wore the hat, had yeah, the band, okay. he gave us his music. Okay, yeah. Um, want to kick a shout-out to Newtown 5000. When we were buying our snacks. Yeah, exactly. He's the one that saw us get the big tub of popcorn and the... Uh, that we shared. And the sodas. Um... But he too, he had a, a little tragedy happen in his life tonight. So I, I want to, you know, send out our condolences from the hideout to our good buddy. In addition, um, go to radiohideout.com right now. There is a poll that has started under the forums. Will Detroit be Super Bowl champions in 2005? The options yes. are yes, no. Dubs is a retard. Maybe 2006 or 2008. This is put up by C Diddy. He's like, damn, I can't find the words to explain the idiocy. Always, uh, there have been Super Bowl odds with Detroit, like one in 80, or uh, some sources have them one in 120. But on every site that I see, they're in the bottom three. So, Dubs, you have this tattoo that says 
Super Bowl champion, 2005. We've yes. got the Detroit Lions logo. You can see it on RadioHideout.com, or you can see it live because you get an appearance, right? Yeah, I'll be at the uh, Singular Wireless on uh, Frederick Road in Germantown. Uh, come on out, meet me. I'll give you some free prizes. Also, they can they have, punch uh, it? No, no punching the tattoo. Until when? Uh, he can punch it to the tattoo if you want to, but no <laughs> punching the actual tattoo. Um, and you can add a line that uh, that weekend for just nine ninety nine. So stop by, uh, add a line, do what you need to do with your phone. Just save it for uh, Saturday. Come out and meet me, and I'll give you some free stuff. Are you sure they can't do anything to the tattoo? They can lick it. Really? I'm going to lick the tattoo. I'll let you lick the tattoo. <laughs> there it is. Go out to Singular Wireless. Uh, but see the pictures first on our website, RadioHideout.com. Speaking of, i got to moisten this thing up. Now, Fez told me that this thing just stinks. This baby cream or whatever it, it is. It's A&D ointment. By the way, Honky Tonk Tattoo. Uh, HonkyTonkTattoo.com. There's a good plug for our boy Kenny who came in last night and did the amazing work. Yeah, check out uh, the work on, on RadioHideout.com. It'll sell you right there and then go down to uh, Fredericksburg mm-hmm. and uh, get your uh, tattoo done at Honky Tonk Tattoo. Look at you. You're a whore. You'll do anything. I'll do anything for people who do stuff for us. That is cool. It really was. And if I was to get a tattoo... Hey, so there's a little controversy going on. It started during the Ron and Fez show, our buddies, where... It should have ended there. It, uh, yeah, I agree. For some reason, Paranoid of Paranoid.com, another link that you'll find on the website, um, he has the Cosmic Circus. I think Perry's brilliant. I think he's he's a little maybe too lost in his life, but he has a lot of natural talent. There. Yeah. This, he's just a funny guy. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's like our, He reminds me of our buddy Shafee who did the skank shift. Definitely. Just, that guy had talent. Just very talented, but he, it seems that Perry's on the other side, maybe, of the sanity um, line when it comes to that. Also, too, uh, Cicada, who is an intern with The Hideout, also with the Ron and Fez show, has done a lot of stuff for the shows. Um, used to be part of this cosmic circus, and things seem to be going well. He's branched off. He's got a new show that he's pitching to WJFK and uh, Cameron Gray about the comedy dumplings. It's him. It's Matt Albert. It's Mantan. And apparently it's Tommy Bateman which I did not know that Bateman is trying to get on another show um, as if he wasn't busy enough. Well, bring the boys in. Can't blame them. We're on every every minute of the day on on the station. And you know what's so funny is that it was like that at every station. Yeah. We're the guys who like to hang out all the time. And, you know, we get to to hang out with uh, Ron and Fez. We get to hang out with Don and Mike. And this is what's sad. That I remember when these guys used to come in as a team. Yeah. Sid Cada and Perrynoid. And now they're here as bitter enemies. It's, it's st- like it's like when Andre the Giant turned on Hulk Hogan. He, 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 he tore off his cross. That's what happened. So <laughs> give me the give me the story. He here. tore it off in Piper's pit. Some of us some of us heard on uh on the Ron and Fez show what happened. Update everyone. What, where was the riff? Cicada, why did you leave the Cosmic Circus? Basically, I was tired of working with this amateur who didn't really want a show to begin with. And I was just tired of dealing with this constant drama. Why would you call him an amateur? Because he doesn't want a show. He wants to fool around on this website. And he wants to be able to curse and stuff on the air. And I decided to get with a group of guys who want to be professional. Hold on, no. Sid. Hold on, Sid. Why did this not really come out of you? On the Ron and Fez show today, I'm not I, comfortable. I'm I'm 
pissed. Why? You've been Why on the show you? forever. You Why would you not be comfortable bringing this up on the Ron and Fez show? You were on the Ron and Fez show before Dubs and I even got to WJFK. I feel much more comfortable on this show than I do on their show. Why? I don't know. It's harder. That's explain. bull. That's bull. That's, shouldn't. They've given so much to you, man. I can't even believe that. Now, let's go over here. I want to say this about Perry. I think Perry has a plan. I think Perry's plan, and I've said this about anyone who's trying to go into radio. And not to say that you suck at all, because I just kissed your ass about how talented we think you Thank are. Thank you very much, El Jefe. But I think Jefe. you want to get the suckitude out of you before you hit major market anyway. Yeah, you, you want to, you want to uh, iron out all the creases before you uh, throw it on the air. And Dubs and I had the opportunity to do that in Lansing and Lubbock. Um, and, and eventually moving on now here in Washington, D.C. And thank the Lord above you are in Washington, D.C., El Jefe. Now you, I believe, were ironing yourself out, Perry, on the website. Is, is absolutely correct. TheCosmicCircus.com, that's where I build my following. You have one of the greatest followings in radio, El Jefe. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. J-Dubs, El Jefe, you both bring it night after night, seven days a week. Okay, maybe it's five nights a week, but you got the best of everything rock and rolls. When the Cosmic Circus hits the air, that's all we're trying to do is have a party. Sid, you couldn't bring the party to the Cosmic Circus like the hideout. You are a great fit guy, but you can't carry a show. Cicada, do you believe you have what it takes to be a lead man and host your own radio show? Absolutely, and this is what he does. He's got this character built up in his head. That he's bad guy wrestler, and he's going to come in here, talk himself up, but in reality, he does nothing. All right, do, do that next time on the Run and Fest show. Just tell you that. Hmm. Bring it out, have you? That's all I'm saying. Don't let your acid reflux ruin the segment, Sid. Okay? Don't miss a night of work because you're sick or tired from working a double shift. I have medical issues. Absolutely. <laughs> that you're fat, that that belt hates you because it seems like it's fighting to get off of your waist, that you keep it clenched there. Now, I know that Perry was a little upset that you have started your own radio show um, that happens in production one called, called The Comedy Dumplings and Then Some. Matt Albert. And can they, can they hear the phone calls, J-Dubs? Do we have it turned up in the back so they can hear the phone calls? I believe so. Matt Albert, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about this? What do you think about Perry coming in and basically calling you guys out as hacks? Now, well, how is the comedy? Uh, how is the comedy dumpling radio show set up? Are you the lead Cicada? No, I'm the lead funny guy. Our straight man is That's man pathetic man. right there, ladies and gentlemen. Cigar Sid, who can't speak a word on the Ron and Fest show, the show who made you, you can't speak a word on the show. But all of a sudden, after midnight, you're talky-talky as long as you have your backups here. You're a loser, Sid. Do you think okay. yelling is Hell you better? <laughs> no, I think absolutely. My record speaks for itself, son. I can reinvent myself, unlike you. You have Who needs to hide behind a cast of never has been or never will be? Stop spazzing out. Hey, wait a second. Hold on. I'm sorry, son. All right, so now... I'm I... sorry, son. I don't recall physical contact being a part of the show. Now, Mantan just... tell you something, son. You oh. don't want physical contact I absolutely me. think I might if you continue to pressure the paranoid. All right, hold on, hold on. Again, this is a fight between... I'm, I'm telling you, Mantan, you got to avoid the noise. This All right? You this... just got... You can't do it. This is a fight between the Cosmic Circus and the comedy dumplings. I understand a lot of people want to be in the noise. Shoot. Excuse me. 
I don't need to hold my mic. I'm not nervous. I don't believe that there's a lot of people in this room that want to be like Perry Noy, that want to stand in front of them and grab microphones and walk in casually like they got something to give when you ain't got nothing, son. I've been in this business for four years. You want to bring it? Let's bring it on the air. Uh, what's the guy's name? Fat Albert? Bring it on. Well, see, first of all, answer for you. This is why the Sammy, the Sammy uh, Hagar one, look is not hot. Neither is the hoodie and the blowfish look, oh, my son. That's Let's clever. Bring it, baby. That's clever. That is very that's clever. That's about as clever as your show, Hiding Behind Cigar Sid, who needs you to carry him. I hate well, I'll tell you hey. one thing. This guy is just on the internet. Let's go. I don't have the internet, so he doesn't exist to me. I didn't realize so. Elegant Ellie often lived in this area. All right, hold on. Let's Can let's, no, let's calm Unlike down. Unlike you, Bateman, who listens to every show, you need to quote every goddamn show. You, son, need to back off and oh, understand and pay a little respect to Perry Note, who's been in the business for 2000, since 2000. For 2000 years. 2000 year reign of Perry Absolutely, now. son. 2000 years. Get used to it because Hold on. you're never going to be where the Perry Noid is. I hope get sir. used to it. Calm down. Hey, hey. I would you were a little jealous when I took the Fairy Queen right from your hands. All you can rely on is fat, fat. Lap dances, son. When I got chicks out the yin yang, son. When you're on my level, come into the room and go head to head, toe to toe with the noise. Now I'll let you speak, you son. Are, you are pretty high with other people's women. I will give you that. Much. You're absolutely right. All right I will hold give on. you that much, guys. Hold on, let me talk. It is still the hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dubs. Damn word. Uh, hold on a second. You're about to be put on hold. Calm, calm yourself. All right, we, we have a heart attack. We have to talk one at a time. All right, I apologize, El Jefe. I want to thank you for letting the Cosmic Circus come in here and play around. I'm going to back off now and let you guys have some fun. That is rule number one, all right? Make sure that we don't talk over each other. However... That was an amazing monologue and diatribe by Perry. You know. In fact, I'd like the, co uh, the comedy dumplings to give him a round because that was one hell of a promo he just cut. All right, Sid. And, and you guys can quit clapping. It's not all that necessary. <laughs> all right, so here we are, the Cosmic Circus very, uh, against the comedy dumplings. I will allow Ma uh, Matt Albert to retort first. After that little monologue, is he wearing leotard and pantyhose? All right, so you're just going to go with the same Elliot Offen joke 15 no, times? No, I'm just saying the reason why Sid left is because Sid or Paranoid used to, you know, Noel Gallagher-type blowout, like what he just had then. That's and entertaining, though. I, I was entertained by that. For five minutes. Is it better than singing Kokomo? <laughs> Do I want to hear Kokomo from two out-of-key losers? That was classic. It, it was actually it's kind better of funny. Than any, it's better than and Dubs, I want to invite you guys to hang out with Paranoid one weekend. Uh, Bateman, you guys, let's all go to a club and let me show you guys how to hang out on a weekend, okay? I don't want to sit around in a truck singing Kokomo thinking we got a party. Woo, it's party. We're up all night. Let's sneak into Sid's house and drink beer. That's not fun, son. Okay? That's not fun. Let's go out with the Cosmic Circus one night. Let me show you what a party is. Mantan, get arrested. Mantan, let's, uh, Mantan, would you like to retort now as, uh, as part of the and then some from the comedy dumplings? First of all, I'd like to say that I do not exist on Ronnie Fed, so only on the hideout right. after 12 o'clock, of course. Uh-huh. Secondly, I mean, outside of this guy's parents' basement and the Internet, what else does he have? He's got great I hair. Mean, 
I got great hair. hair. I got chicks lined up from here to Fredericksburg, to Winchester, to D.C. I don't hang out with boys 24-7 for the playoff that you are. You're always seen with guys. I don't understand that. It's illegal for you to hang out with boys in this state. You're absolutely right because I dig boys that are younger than 18. But that ain't an issue right here. That ain't an issue here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is about me playing on women. And if you had a chick, which all you seem to have is Sid and Matt Albert, I would take her from you as well, son. That's plenty of breath right there. That's, uh, that is, that, that's, those are two uh, D cops, at the very least, on Cicada. And you got ease, Matt Albert. Um, I would say right now in this rumble, this riot that we're having in the hideout, um, as a one-man show, he's a whirlwind. He's like Taz, Mr. Uh, Perrynoid. Let me kick it over to Bateman. First of all, Bateman, what are you doing auditioning for another radio show? Is it not enough to be on two? And by the way, please stay off of the other one because it's really... I keep trying to. It's keep really me. bad. And I... are you another one that feels so uncomfortable that you can only confront Perrynoid here in the hideout? I feel uncomfortable everywhere. <sighs> why, why didn't this come out? Uh, why didn't why didn't you come here and confront Paranoid during Ron and Fez? Uh, because I don't perform very well on their show. And on this show either. This is what you sound like. And here's the other thing, too. You're rubbing off on Sid Kata. Now Sid Kata feels like he's no longer funny. Like he's no longer fun because he's hanging around with you. Sid, do you realize how far your life has fallen by hanging out with Matt Albert and, and Bateman here? He's like a sponge. He just soaks up all the bad mojo. It's like the bad gravy from Matt Albert and uh, Bateman that you're picking up. It always comes back to gravy. Do you remember the old cigar, Sid? Do you remember the guy who was fun, that Fezzy loved, when you were getting along with Paranoid? Now you're at each other's throats. Manton has to keep you away from him or keep Paranoid away from you before he uh, shoves his fist down your throat. He's ready to hurt you. I just, I perform bad on the Ron and Fez. No, you don't. You, you perform great on there. You always have. I don't know where you got that. Right there behind you, from Bateman. All of a sudden, he thinks he performs bad. God damn, man. I told Sid he's nothing but funny when he goes in there and on this show. Your depressing attitude brings everyone down. True. I'm very happy. Perry Noyd, how about go lucky? How about this? How about you start producing the hideout? Because that was a great promo you cut. On that alone, I'd go with you. I would love to produce the hideout. I would love to get my foot into real radio any way I can. Sid, I've always said you're a funny son of a bee. Okay? Now, see, Cameron? I know how to put the brakes on when I need to. You can Cameron. say, bitch. You're hilarious. Okay? <laughs> It hurt me. I'm going to be honest with everybody right now. It hurt me. You put a knife in my heart when you started doing bits with, um, who's the guy on the phone? Matt Albert. Right. <laughs> Funny guy. Funny guy. Hilarious. Tan as well. Funny crew you got here. But can it carry a show? Can it live up to Perry Nord's Cosmic Circus at thecosmiccircus.com? I don't think so. Hold on a second. Yeah, who is the lead? Who is the... The, um, the, the well, who, who does it center around? I know, I know. Two of you guys have a gravitational pull, but who does it center around? <laughs> Mantan is a straight guy. He keeps the conversation flowing. Yeah, Mantan um, is a straight man. But at least I know that this crew I have set up is not going to flip out on me and go somewhere for two months, and I'm not even going to speak to them or think it's more important to uh, have their girlfriend lap from a dog dish than do a show. <laughs> well, I'd like to ask Cherry to come on in here. If you're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Oh, not Cherry Noid. You know, another part of the cause. And I, I understand that the other night, Sid, you, you made reference that you were part of the original Cosmic Circus. Let me make it clear that me and Cherry here were the original circus. I am the original Cosmic Circus. You're secondary. All right. Well, let me make it clear. What I meant was I was 
part of the original <laughs> funny cosmic circus. Not the uh, you guys with a tape recorder in your car saying how much you love each other. Uh, you guys did that. You and Matt Albert also did the tape recorder thing saying how much you love each other. So I don't want to hear that. And at least it was hot when we did it. Yeah, right. it was just uncomfortable when you and Matt. Like it wasn't hot when me and Matt were going at it. You was never, what? never, what never. is this? In no, your life, you have never made Matt Albert laugh from a dog dish, son. When you do that, you can talk to Perry Noy. All, right, all right, I'm getting this, um, let's see, earlier, I guess this comes from Perry Noy, and I don't know who's typing in the back, but it said that earlier he said you can stay on the hideout. I have Ron and Fez. Also, he said the comedy dumpling weekends were boring. I can't necessarily disagree with any of that that was said. I got to tell you right now, the bit where you guys went to the little disco club, Hefe carried that bit, son. Okay? <laughs> Carry the the funniest part of the show is when they're dissing you guys, okay? It's not like you guys are comedic geniuses. Eat a candy bar off the seat, my friend. <laughs> Eat a candy bar off the seat. Degrade yourself. Exactly. You oh, have no place on the circus anymore. You have stabbed Perry Nord in the Cosmic Circus in the back. Hide out. They can have you, okay? Perfect. I know exactly what the deal is, okay? I'm a creative genius. I know where everybody's going here, son. I have exactly what I need. Son? Okay, that's all I got to say. Son? You came in here tonight begging me to come back to your show. And I said, I've got a new show. I'd be glad to maybe work part-time on your crap. But... That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I don't need second You weren't even in the studio when he said it. How do you know it's a lie? And where's Vincey? She. Hey. hey, oh, now it's getting nasty. Dead. All right, look, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> what are we talking about here? That's a chick that uh, Perry... No, that's um, a chick that... Nothing that look, no, I, I don't think very... chick, I think it's more pig than it look, is. Look, oh, come on. Vincey's a good friend, okay? Yeah, look, that's not cool. As long as Bateman's paying referees to throw fights for him, he's content, okay? At least I finished my fight, unlike Mr. Knee over there. Look, went down all around I know two. Is this guy doesn't even have the balls to admit he's on your show, okay? Unless he's drug out of the closet. And when I say he's drug out of the closet, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, back to more important things than Mr. Bateman, who has followed the career of Paranoid since day one. You, Sid, have no business being in the same room going one-on-one -on -one with the great one. And you know that's true. And, I, man, Tan, I, I don't, you're a little thicker than a tan, son. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, look, if you guys want to go at it, we'd be happy to let the fans choose. Paranoid. Dot com, the Cosmic Circus dot com. We have something to give the people. What do you guys have? A CD? Is there a website? Is there anything? Mantan? What, what do you guys have going on? Is there any multimedia no in the world? Websites? Come on. Now, the website is the future. RadioHideout.com. Do we need to change, by the way, Paranoid.com to Cosmic Circus dot com? Uh, CosmicCircus.com, Paranoid.com, both of them are going to get you to the co comedic hall of fame. Let's take a phone call. Let's go to Right On. Right On, you're in the hideout on, the J on JFK. What's up, fellas? Yo, bro. Yo, man, I listen for uh, Jada and El Happy, man. Y'all sound like a bunch of girls with all the soap opera. Can we get back to the hideout? Oh, so this is what it is. We hate the Cosmic Circus and we hate the comedy dumplings. Uh, just get back to the hideout, man. It, it sounds like a daggone soap opera with men. There, and that's actually what it is. Be thankful you're listening, son. Go on back to your radio. What's with the sun thing? I like yeah. it. I'm I like sun it. tonight. I apologize for anyone I'm offending. <laughs> if you're early in, 90s? If you're in the hideout on JFK. Hello? Son. 
<laughs> and catching on already. I'm a trendsetter. All right, how about this? Look, guys, unfortunately, it seems like we're not going to get anything solved here. Let's do this. Obviously, it's been proven in this last segment. Perry is an amazing front man. He won't let anyone talk. That's why. You know why? Because it's radio. Okay? When you got an opportunity, take it. If I'm... Pepe let me talk more, then there wouldn't be a show. <laughs> you have to let someone talk most of the time. Man, Tan. What I want to know, it seems like, how did I get in the middle of a divorced couple here? What is this? I got the rebound shake. You're back. <laughs> and now her old, ma old man's coming up to take her back. What is this all about? We'll call you Vincey, too. Oh. Um, that's the way we'll put that. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, so hey, who's hotter, Cherry Lloyd or Vincey? They're all hot. I say, um, I say neither one. I, I, you know, I do dig Cherry Lloyd. Yeah, Cherry's good. Thank you. Let's say this. Hey, no, 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 no. What are you doing? No, I don't want to see that. You know Mr. What? Gray frowns on this type of behavior. This is what keeps you from getting a radio show. I don't understand. As all of a sudden he drops troll. Why is anybody complaining? I don't get it. What's wrong here? What's wrong here? I'm trying to have a little fun here on the hideout. I understand that there's rules and regulations. I mean, if you throw in that type of party, I might have to come over and say what's up. We've already stolen the funniest guy on your show. You see? It only took some knee drops. How about this? How about we have a total collaboration? One big orgy at the Breezewood. <laughs> it's way. Breezeway. I'm sorry. Dubs, there it is. I, I wanted to get them together. I wanted there to be some sort of a marriage between the circus and the comedy dumplings. I think everybody together would have an amazing radio show. The cosmic dumplings? I dig that. Mm. That could be good. Honey, legal. Let's take that... a... I apologize, Cameron. Let's, <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back, and we'll just finish the hideout. Thank you, everybody. Thank for you, guys. Here. Take care. Wow, the bull. Jesus. Did you see that? Did you see Perry drop drawer and what Jerry began to do? I don't even want to dwell on it. It's so funny. It's that Yo says this. It's funny that Tommy's all loud in the hideout and then quiet on Ron and Fez. That's the biggest thing that pisses that, that me pisses off. That pisses me totally off. They're, but it, if you're going to be in radio, no matter what mic, where you stand up to it, you got to go for it. Bunch you got to go for it. Bunch of goddamn pussies. And Ron and Fez were nice enough. They, they're in three markets now, letting these guys step to the mic, get the stuff off their chest and they they freeze i'd love to be able to get on the show and you know yeah. have a little air time do a little vent i mean for a show that would do that much for these people for them to say they aren't comfortable they're giving you air time they're letting you go on the air vent your stuff do what you want to do get your name out there so maybe after the internship's over, after the party's done, you can move on and do your own thing with the name. You could either move on to Baltimore, you move on to Tampa, you can move on anywhere. And that's the other thing. All these guys wanted in a major market. Why don't you move the mobile like Monster did and, you know, start out small. But everybody wants it immediately. And Black Albert says that... Um, that Perry Noid sounds a cross between The Rock and Elliot Offen. And I guess that's the way he really came off. Everybody's saying the Elliot Offen from, from Howard's show. Yes, Bateman? Yeah. Um, I, I never wanted to start big. I just sort of fell into this. <sighs> you know what it is? You know what pisses me off even more? Sid was great. Sid was great. And you know what? Sid is great. Sid can be great. He and always is. It's when he gets around Bateman. No, it's not. And when he gets around Matt Albert that it just sucks it all out of him. 
It just sucks it out. Lies, all lies. He he and I were talking last night. We were cracking up. To we were who? Having, he, he, he was talking. Yeah, in the back. Why can't you guys come out and do that? Heckler, you're in the hideout in JFK. You realize you want to be funny and cracking people up on the air, not at Denny's. Heckler, what's hey. up? It sounds like any loser that hangs out at WJFK long enough gets their own show. Is that right? You know, that's basically it. Ironically, no. Here's what's the funny part, and I don't know if that was to be a dig on us, but exactly. But people, oh, that's right. People saw <laughs> that we got the show, and so they think, man, if those two asswipes have yeah, end up got a show, why can't we get a show? We could do that. And you know what? Before we even came out here and did the show, you told me there's a lot of people who are gonna be pissed off. That we got this show. Yeah. And every and Cameron tells it to me all the time. He's like, you can't believe the number of clowns that give me stuff that think that they're ready for their own radio show. None of these people realize we've been in the business six, seven years. Yeah. And we're at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, good for Perry for working for four years on a website. I mean, well, I tell you that guys all the time. You guys are talented. It seems easy. You guys make it look easy. So to run a bed. No, I'm saying, but I am I at that level? Hell no. Am I even close? No. I'm like one one hundredth of it. That's why I'm practicing. Don't don't waste any time down at Charlie Sierra Bravo. Just get right to it and work on it. Don't blow your cash, kids. That's so funny, Charlie Sierra don't Bravo. Uh, I believe that uh, Charlie Sierra Bravo. That's so funny. I love, now see, that's a funny bit. John, you're in the hideout. You can hear that on the comedy. I love the dumplings, but how can they sit there and take it from Jim Cornette in a two-hour suit? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cornette. I right. forgot about that name. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hideout. Good job, Perry Noid. TheCosmicCircus.com, the comedy dumplings, they, they, they couldn't hold their own. I tell you what, Mantan is on his own level with us. We got other plans for Mantan. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. The Hideout 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. <laughs> so many perpetrators, man, the whole nine, man, they, they real, they real fake, man. When you come to our town, when we rest with ground, cause we ain't no hitters like you, just a movie that's greater than you. El Jefe. The most important Latino broadcaster ever. Got a big dude. I don't know how this little man, this little fat man get all these women, boy. I don't know how he do it, but he does it. <laughs> it's a name. El Jefe. On the, the bank account, one of the above. We're big <laughs> I think it's a big that gets the most. J-Dubs. Man, if I don't f***ing sit here in my apartment in the dark and f*** off the internet porn tonight, then the terrorists have truly won. The Hideout, featuring L, F, A, and J-Dubs. Last thing before vacation, so open phones, 866-277-4969. Hit us up. We are El Jefe and J-Dubs. Um, RadioHideout.com is where you go. And you can see the pictures. Uh, in fact, the hatred has already begun for Paranoid on there. But I'm telling really? you. Uh, yeah, I, I love the kid, though. I yeah. think he's awesome. Uh, same thing with the comedy dumplings in their own way. I seriously believe there needs to be some sort of a collaboration between the two. While on RadioHideout.com, you got to see the pictures of J-Dubs' tattoo. It wasn't fake. It was real. And 2005 if, Super Bowl champion Detroit Lions. If you want to come out and see me, and I'll prove to you it's real by letting you lick it, come out to the Singular Wireless in uh, 
in uh, Germantown on Frederick Road, and then we, I'll give you some free stuff. You can hook up a new line for your phone if you're uh, already a singular customer, or you can just come out and pick one up, pick up some good service. Get a new line and lick the lion. Yeah. Out of singular wireless. Nice, uh, nice uh, little ring to it. I, I, I majored in marketing, so it's... thank you. Yeah, uh, Uncle Ryan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yes, how are you? What's up, Dave, man? Go ahead. What's up, bro? Uh, two things. Well, Doug's partly answered my first question, where he was going to be, because he's coming to my city. Awesome. Are you going to be able to uh, go hang out? Uh, what, what's the time? Uh, noon to 2. Yeah, noon that's important. Two. And this is Saturday? Saturday. Cool. Okay. And where exactly? Frederick Road is very large. It's uh, 20934. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be there. Frederick Road. Awesome. What's the other thing, Uncle Ryan? Uh, very quickly, and this is not a lie, but um, I was had to do a lot of things hustling and bustling this morning before work, and I was on the bus, and I had to go to Shady Grove to catch another bus to take that bus to work, and I got off my bus, and I said, well, where do I catch the 57? And I had to run through the metro and go up the stairs on the other side to the other parking lot, and it was like, literally, I knew that, that other bus was coming in about a minute. So you're booking. So I'm booking, and it's hot. And I finally, I see my bus, like I'm about 50 yards away from it. So I'm running. I see the doors closed. It didn't start yet. So I kind of like running. I thought the bus driver saw me, so I'm running, and I'm like right in front of the bus, and I'm telling him to open back up the doors, and he started without even seeing me. And he basically, I basically got hit by a bus, damn it. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I am. And it was so funny because, I mean, literally, it just started and stopped. I mean, the bus is big. So it was enough to basically yeah, a bus. knock me down. <laughs> oh, man, and, you're, you're a thin little guy, too. Yeah, and uh, next thing, I, all I heard in, like, uh, synchronized, ooh, like, from, like, 50 people. Hey, you know what? Speaking of getting hit... I was on my way home yesterday on the inner loop. I guess it was about 115, 120. And Mick's local actually emailed it. He saw the same thing. On the inner loop right on the American Legion Bridge, yeah. there's a whole bunch of traffic, only one lane getting by on the left side. I, of course, I was rubbernecking to see what happened because I saw there was a semi. I was surrounded by all the top cars. The motorcycle in front of the semi, and there's a guy laying there, and they got the sheet over him. Oh, man, that's horrible. And yeah, dude, that's a rough thing to see. And it, it, and it just, your heart like sinks. Yeah, that's bad. Because you could see the guy with his boots, and he's got his jewelry on, and they just got this white sheet that isn't even completely covering him. It's basically just over his torso and his head. And you just, you're like, wow. You that, saw that, Elvin? Yeah, I saw it yesterday on the way home. I was like, man, this is... That's messed up. That it's guy brutal. Without, it was a beautiful night last night, and thank you for the call, Uncle Ryan. Yeah, he probably just thought he was, uh, you know, cruising home, doing what, doing his normal thing, and then, that, bam, it's all over. And just to see a dead guy sprawled out in the middle of the inner loop is really, yeah. it's disturbing. Open phones, 866-277-4969. Danny, you're in the hideout on JFK. We wrap our love in foil. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but those are I the... cannot wait. To see Perry in the new Alien vs. Predators movie, that dirty dreadhead. Come on. Oh, why do you? He actually told me uh, that he likes you. So there should be a lot. Of, I'd love to see the collaborations from all the people that it kind but, of. Is, hold on, don't please do me a favor. What? Do not group me in with 
The riffraff. People, people hate Perry because they don't understand Perry. Right. If they, if they, no, 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 no. Hold it's on. Not, because it's not a lack of understanding. It's an understanding of... Because... He doesn't really hate all these people. He just likes to run these promos and have fun. It's okay, very wrestling. Whatever he wants to run, it's just not good. All right. It's just not fun, funny, or good. Thank you, Danny. We'll talk to you, man. AJ, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up? Yeah. It's my step bro. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing okay. You going to come down and hang out with me in the Riverwalk? You're damn right I am. That's awesome. In fact, you uh, I was talking to you earlier. You said last night something amazing almost happened to you. Yeah, very much so, almost, yeah, but, <laughs> man. Almost got laid? <laughs> That's what uh, LFA said, but no, almost got laid with, like, two chicks. Oh, wow. Almost had a threesome. So what ended up keeping you from getting laid? Oh, what ended up keeping me was... Um, smell. <laughs> both of them, <laughs> both of them, it was like the first time, you know, so they would have been nervous. With the girls, with each other. Oh, wow, yeah. I thought you were about to dupe two virgins in. Good for no, you, you stud. Yeah, it'd be real fun, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Real, real messy. Uh, yeah. So what ended up happening? You guys You're were going drunk. on vacation. You really don't care, right? Yeah. You were drunk. You were high. <laughs> I was. I, I had like a drink, and I was a little high because they, they were plastered, and they were high as well. Uh-huh. But for the, I guess for get over stage fright. But we so anyway we started to do some kissing and they were like going at each other kind of. I was just trying to you know figure out how to get in on it pretty much you know. <laughs> what you do you knock them both out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they're going at it then what? And then like all, like with the girl who I don't know that was the first time I met her and I knew one of the other girls, but like she like. I guess was nervous, and apparently when she gets drunk, she starts to cry. So she starts like crying. Oh, that's so hot! <laughs> that's so funny. That's so hot. She starts crying, thinking of yeah. when um, you know someone touched her when she was little, nice. and it's all bringing back those memories. Oh, I have no idea. How'd you score that? Yeah, you're so lucky. And so you, and then they I wish I found a chick that just cried, uh, cried sporadically. Have you ever had that? I actually was with a chick once, so we were about to do things, and then all of a sudden she busts out in tears. And then, I'm doing it because I'm so happy. No, it wasn't that. Then she tells this whole story, and I'm like, all right, never mind. I'm no longer in the mood. By the way, my, uh, my, um, my brother AJ, my little brother, tomorrow, I believe, on the mixed tape, we will um, re-air the conversation in which he he lost his virginity. Oh, thank God! On a swingers website, <laughs> it's a funny, funny story, and we'll probably air. Did he meet him in like a Taco Bell? <laughs> he met he met him at some uh, apartment. My uh, my stepbrother, by the way, looks like Butthead. So <laughs> so actually, I believe at this time tomorrow, the last segment tomorrow night, you'll hear about AJ. Um, losing his virginity uh, in the hideout. All right, bro. I'll talk to you. Uh, see you. Uh, see you in Texas. All right. Hell yeah. See you next week. Right, take care and go. Uh, good luck. Yes, um, Oddball. Who will be hosting the mixtapes? By the way. Thank you. Uh, I was just going to say the women. They only cry with me after I'm done. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> they cry until the police show up. Heck, come on, guys. God damn. I know we're about to go on vacation, but geez, Heckler, you're uh, in the hideout on JFK. Hey man, can you guys do me a favor? Yeah. Hey, the next time you talk to that dumb gang that works at the mobile in Fowlerville... Yeah, <laughs> Nancy. Instead of, instead of asking her uh, stuff about, like, what's on the newspaper, why don't you ask questions that your listeners really want to know? Like which, what? Which would be? Like, uh, 
tell me a peach she has. Otherwise, you probably know that one. Or, like, you know, what color her trailer is. Uh, how about we do this? Then? Actually, it's a uh, gold color. I'll ask her that stuff. You hook me up and I'll ask her because I want to know, like, what kind of dead animal head she's hanging from her trailer. I, I, you know what, Heckler? I tell you what, guarantee. Next time we have Nancy, I mean, it usually happens on what Thursdays or Fridays. Or yeah, Wednesday, somewhere around there. We will uh, we'll have you on and we'll let you interview Nancy, no doubt, bro. All right, that sounds good. Hey, you guys ever feel sorry for the uh, the guy you guys the guy you get, got trying to put together your uh, best of show and you know, try to get material for that? And you and feel sorry for that guy because he has to sit there and listen to it. Because and well, there's never anything yeah, there. He can find it exactly. That's what I'm saying. Man. <laughs> Thank you, Heckler. All right, I'm going back. Steve the Repo Guy, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, Yo. Hey, working up north for y'all a little bit tonight, but uh, I got a dead guy story to cops that, man. All right, this is actually going back to earlier when I said I saw the dead guy on the American Legion Bridge. Right yesterday. on. About a week and a half ago, down on Indiana, High Indiana Highway, a guy in like a blazer or something slammed into a street sweeper. Right? I got there maybe two minutes after it happened. Dude, the flames were so high, you could feel the heat 100 yards away, and you could see the guy jerking and twitching and cooking. And oh, wow. God, man. Right on, man. Now we'll all have great uh, great things to dream about. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to think about that while you're flying. Perfect. Man. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, Steve. We'll talk to you, buddy. All right, bro. Steve the repo guy. Well, that's it, man. That does it. Could be the last hideout ever. Is I'm about to get on an airplane tomorrow. Flying out of National. Coming, uh, coming back from vacation will be Treehouse what? If I died tomorrow, would you do the Treehouse tomorrow night? No. You, what, you need the night off? Yeah, I need to sleep. <laughs> hey, we'd, we'd put together a, a nice glowing replay for you. You know, a nice one that shows your best uh, best areas. Well, you know, uh, the ones talking about you and your baseball <laughs> and how much you love that. You'll love it. Um, bow wow, news home. I want to thank your sister for joining us in the hideout earlier. Yeah. We want to thank the Fallible News and Views who will join us when we get back from vacation. I want to thank uh, Ron and Fez. Thank Perry Noid. Thank everybody else who came in. I also want to thank Bad Monkey for uh, hooking us up on the website and Halloween Goddess who made the pictures happen. Thank Mantan for stopping by the comedy dumplings, of course. I want to thank Mike Magnuson. The book is Heft on Wheels, A Field Guide to Turning a 180. Great book, great guy. Definitely check that out while you're on vacation. Because everybody's going to be on vacation, right? No. The life world goes on? Yeah. Even though I'll be gone? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll be here every day. Bateman will be here every day. You're a mongoloid. Shut up, Cubs. Other than that, J-Dubs, I want to say thank you to everybody else. And uh, until next time... Uh, enjoy the mixed tapes hosted by Oddball as we got some of the better stuff from the old Saturday night show and some of the better stuff from the weeknight shows. We don't call it best of. There is no best of in the hideout. It's just mixed tapes. Until, uh, I guess, the 3rd or the, the 2nd of August, we out, bitch. 5,000. And by the way, just because you won't hear it tomorrow, it's okay. Oh, baby. 5,000. 5,000. Dave is the worst person in the world. Shut up, Cub. Shut up, Cub.
Dubs is the worst person in the world. <laughs> Shut up, Tubbs. Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub. This is Red Smooth. Watch the Redskins. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'm not interested.